If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show! The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email the show, whatever you want, your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. All are welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, it's all on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Go download it. Enjoy it. Dr. Jesse, do you think that Christians should be more aware of the old Catholic doctrine that communism is a tool of the other guy who runs that really warm place down below? Just wondering. Thanks. Well, I have said this a bunch, and I mean it. I don't care what your personal beliefs are. It's not, not, my, not my job, not my business at all. You believe whatever you want to believe. It is an absolute fact, though, that communism is evil. And it's not just anti-Christian, it's anti-whatever-the-religion-of-the-nation is. When the communists took over the Soviet Union, they crucified the priests, crucified them, and did much worse to the nuns. When the communists were trying to take over Spain, they crucified the priests. When Mao, when his communists... We're doing the cultural revolution in China. The Buddhist monks died in horrible ways. If you are a Christian pastor in America, 
And you're saying things like my old pastor used to say, well, white privilege, guys. If you're using the communist's words, you're the lowest scum on earth because you should be the loudest one speaking out against it. Well, I I don't want to do politics. Listen, guys, I don't want to do politics from the pulpit. Okay, good. How'd that work out? Now these people run the country. The other big area is gender identity and expression. So doing all of this work uh, to ensure that our employees and cast can express their gender here authentically and proudly at the company. So, you know, coming up with guides on how to change your photo, information about pronouns, working with our benefits team to give information about gender affirmation procedures, both for our employees who are transitioning and trans, but also our employees who have kids who are transitioning. Those people now run the country. That has gone from a tiny group of circuit, circus freaks on the corner to the highest levels of the government. The highest levels of the government. Jen Psaki, Joe Biden spoke about that publicly. Pub- that has now become public policy. While well, I don't want to do politics. Well, we all just turn the other cheek. Hey, what about my tax exempt status? We let evil take over the country because of that. You're daggone right. It should be preached against over and over and over. Instead of raising an army of people who turn the other cheek, we should be raising an army of anti-communist warriors who understand the stakes of the game. Sorry, I got got sidetracked there. Jesse, one of my clients of many years revealed to my secretary that he was a tunnel rat. In case you missed it, by the way, last night I was talking about uh, uh, the tunnel rats of Vietnam, the guys who crawled down in the tunnels and the horrible things they did and the horrible things they saw and how I think I'm going to do my next history podcast whenever I can do it, maybe this weekend. I'm going to do it on tunnel rats and I'm going to try to get a tunnel rat to interview as part of it. The problem with that is lots of them didn't live. The ones who did live don't talk about it. Uh, I I mean, as you can imagine, when your life has been a living nightmare, they don't tend to talk about it a whole bunch. But I I would love to get one if I can find one to sit down and and talk to them about it. I I think as those guys get old, we start losing them. They tend to start dying. And I want to get at least someone's story on the record before they're all gone. You know what I mean? I think about this a lot. With the World War II guys now, we've always honored World War II guys and the you know greatest generation and all that. Man, we're losing lots of them old timers now. Lots of them. There ain't a whole bunch of them left, and it's it's odd to think about. I mean, unless I get splattered on the highway or something, I'll still be alive when all the World War II guys are gone. That's wild. The same thing's happening with you know the Korean War guys, Vietnam guys. I just want to make sure as as many of these guys can. I I want to talk to them. Look, it's a selfish thing. I want to talk to them. I'm assuming you want to hear from them, but I want to talk to them. I want to know. Anyway, one of my clients, years uh, of many years, revealed to my secretary once that he was a tunnel rat. I've never had the courage to ask him about it. He was just in for some supplies yesterday. He has PTSD. He's a fervent anti-communist. He has no problem expressing his knowledge of the truth of the past decades, so he might be willing to an interview. I wanted to ask him if he ever listened to your radio show but got interrupted by a phone call. He might be listening now as he listened to Rush. I can ask. Here's what my secretary just sent me about that today. At the time, I told him thank you for your service and for keeping us the land of the free. He teared up, and I had to give him a hug. He said he could count on his hand 
how many said how many thanked him when he returned. Uh, if you're still listening right now, I would love it if you would ask him. And, and no pressure. Only if they obviously I don't want to pressure anyone to talk. Doesn't want to talk or anything like that. I want these stories out there. And look, these guys have a different story because remember we've had this talk before about about PTSD and what. And I'm not the expert on PTSD. I'm not some super warrior type. You know, like there are so many out there. But I, I do know this. Lots of times when we think about PTSD, we think about it as in, I uh, saw my friend die. And obviously, yeah, that's a big part of it, a significant part of it. We think about the things people have seen or things people have gone through or, or, or we think about that. One thing we don't think about enough is oftentimes the PTSD comes with things you've done that you can't talk to anybody about or at least don't think you can. That grenade you threw in that bunker and then what you saw in there after didn't know there was a kid in there. The tunnel rats, these guys, these tunnel rats. I mean, we think about war and we understand war is terrible. You're not naive. You're listening to me right now. You're not naive. You understand war is terrible and it's ugly and things like that. Uh, Enemy or not an enemy. Do you know what it's like to get in a physical altercation with another man in basically a coffin under the ground and you have a knife and you win, do you know what that sounds like? Imagine if that happened to you even one time or me. I've, I've never gone through that. Do you know what that sounds like when you finally slip that win in and that's it for him? It's not something you want to dwell on, right? I know this is ugly, but hear me out. Think if that was just part of your duty for a year in Vietnam, you crawled into tunnels and shot people in the face and stabbed people. And remember, lots of these guys you're fighting, you always like to picture the enemy as some big, ugly ogre. These are lots of these guys are little Vietnamese dudes, 15, 16 years old, 17. You run into some little Vietnamese 15 year old kid. What is that guy? A hundred pounds soaking wet and you end up slipping a knife in his ribs. And then you got to drag him out of there and you're looking at that. These things stay, not only stay with you, but when you get back, who are you going to tell about that? How can you tell that to people? Let's say you're, let's say you're married. Maybe, maybe you got a wife. Maybe she's wonderful, right? You got this wonderful wife and she looks at you like you're just, you're just the best thing in the world. And she's proud of you and proud of your service and whatnot. Are you going to sit down with your wife one night and tell her about the time you killed a 15-year-old kid with a knife? No, you would worry that she's going to think you're a monster. I'm just Look, I, this is one small example of just various things I've heard from talking to people. This is what guys go through, and especially the tunnel rats. So many of them came home and just never talked about it because it's not, you know, bombs and bullets. Man, it's up close. It's dark. It's personal, and it's, it's not a wonderful story to tell. I love just I respect I, I respect the guys so much because I know I know I could never do it not in a million years I don't whatever that is whatever that level of courage is inside I don't possess it I don't pretend to possess it I'll, I'll, I'll never sniff that it just I'm in awe of them that's all hey Jesse if you had a million dollars to spend on anything what would it be also I like the machine gun and freedom is not free sounds says I can use his name his name is Cody all right so first of all let's be clear 
That's not just a machine gun. That's a BAR, a Browning automatic rifle, son. And that thing puts some Japanese guys in the dirt in World War II, baby. That's one. Two, I mean, we know freedom isn't free. You know freedom is not free. (laughs) That's just the fact. Three, what would I do if I had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I do in just a second. And someone wants to know why we're not demonstrating at the border with everything going on. We're going to talk about all that in a moment. Let's let's talk about men, though. We just had this discussion about men and, and what we need right now in this country. There's no question about it. The people who lead this country in the West, they love the fact that testosterone levels are at an all-time low because they want a society of weak men, scared men, Men who will not stand up to this insanity. The guys at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, you know the all-natural supplements with U.S. manufacturing. I didn't reach out to them. They believe so much in anti-communism, they reached out to me and said, Hey, Jesse, we have stuff, not medicine, stuff that will get men in this country back to where they need to be. They have a male vitality stack. It's three different things. I take it every single day. I'm telling you. It's important. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, and use the code JESSE, and you get the male vitality stack for 30% off. C-H-O-Q.com, code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. The Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Yeah, look, man, those tunnel rats, they are they are something special. Let's get back to the questions. Jesse, why are people not demonstrating at the border? Why not march on the border and demonstrate in front of the White House? Let's pause here for a moment. Let's Let's start with why not demonstrate at the border? The border is a very dangerous place, a very, very dangerous place. Right now, remember, I had uh, I had her on my show last night. Uh, you need to go download the first TV app and watch my TV show. I have another special dropping tonight, but I had her on my show last night. The uh, on on this show, Jesse Kelly show, Savannah Hernandez, and she came on here. Remember what she said? You heard it. I not only did a border segment on TV last night, I did a border on radio, and you heard what she said. The National Guard guys and Border Patrol guys. They don't want you down there with cell phones because the cartels are sending them death threats. They're getting their faces, collecting their cell numbers, and sending them death threats. That's one. Two, why not demonstrate in front of the White House? We haven't talked about it tonight on the show, but did you see what happened with the FBI and the whole Michigan governor plot? For, For those who don't know what it was or maybe you haven't been paying attention, remember it was a headline when Trump was running for re-election that there was this plot that the FBI discovered to kidnap and and assassinate the governor of Michigan. Oh, it looked really bad, right? Wow, these right-wingers are crazy. And the trial just got done, and nothing came of it. Why? No convictions. Why? The Federal Bureau of Investigation set up and paid for the entire thing. One gigantic entrapment plot by the FBI. This is after what the FBI did on January 6th. We're not even going going to go into older stuff like Ruby Ridge and whatnot. 
People asked me a lot why I wasn't talking about the American trucker convoy that was headed to D.C. And I told you on the air the same thing I'm going to tell you now. Demonstrate in front of the White House? Brother, you had better be very, very careful before you go walking into any blue area now to do anything political. The forces of this government now, the forces of this government... They are against you. They are against you. That includes the FBI, the CDC, the FDA, the IRS, the DOJ. They are now left-wing organizations with their sights set on you. They want to destroy your life, and they have the power to destroy your life. Be very, very careful before you go marching into D.C. for anything else. I'm not saying that because I don't hate these people. I do. I'm saying that for your safety. Go look at what has happened to those January 6th protesters, many of whom were let into the building. We have it on camera. They were allowed into the building. I've watched the video myself. That's not some rumor. I've watched it. Some of these guys have committed suicide Many of these guys have lost their jobs, their wives, their lives are ruined. And many of them are still in custody. And even if they happen to get, you know, acquitted, their lives are over. Be careful. Be really, really careful outside of the red areas. That is my lesson there. I mean, remember this. These people, they do have the power to crush you. They do. They have the power to crush me. They have that power. So we can't just walk right into the mousetrap every single time and then complain when we get snapped when we grab the cheese. Yo, Jesse, I feel like you're talking about me when you speak about the soft purge. I've been in for 15 years, and the last five will be a battle. At this current training event, we are still in full mask, COVID silliness. I feel like I'm the crazy person here. What would Marine Corps Jesse do in a situation like this? The experts and experienced troops are leaving. God help this nation. He says I can say his name. His name is Dan. And if you don't know what he's talking about, maybe, maybe you're a new listener. When I talk, I talk about we're experiencing a soft purge of the military. And there are two parts to the soft purge. One part is the, that young stud that we need to sign up at 17 because he wants a sense of adventure and become a stud and and, and do all the great things. The kind of guys who win wars, he's not signing up anymore. He doesn't want to go learn about transgenders. He doesn't want to go hear how evil white people are. He's just going to go do something else. So that's part of the soft purge. The other part of the soft purge is the studs we have in are getting out. Jesse, I'm getting out. Jesse, I'm getting out. I get these emails every single day. And it's awful, but I don't blame them. Who wants to stay in for little pay, not the best living conditions? Who wants to stay in and experience this? The blatant anti-white racism I hear about now that's taking place on military bases is jaw-dropping. People just feel like they have free reign to trash. I mean, people are not serving for that. They're going to walk away. Anyway, you asked what Marine Corps Jesse would do in this situation. Man, I never... As arrogant as I am, 
I never like to put myself in a situation or act like I'm in a situation that I'm not in and tell you about all oh, the sweet things I would do and how sweet oh, Marine Corps Jesse, I'd walk right up to the captain and tell him to go screw himself and I wouldn't do it. I mean, it's so, it's so easy to say that stuff when you don't have any skin in the game. And I don't feel like it would be right for me to say that. What would Marine Corps Jesse have done? I don't know. Maybe I'd have gone along with everybody and just shut my mouth and just tried to get through it. Maybe I would have been what I was in the Marines, a little bit of an anti-authoritarian and a little bit of a pest when it comes to bad leadership. Maybe I would have. Hopefully I would have. I don't know. But I don't also want to act like I'm out here giving some guidance to some guy who's still in, who's feeding his wife and kids on that, and I'm not. No, here's what you need to do. Go up to your sergeant major and slap his cover off his head and tell him he's an idiot. Yeah, what if you actually do that and follow my advice and now your family doesn't get Christmas gifts this year and your wife has to go get a job? I'm not I'm not I, I don't know what I would have done. I I would I hope it would have been something brave and right. Maybe the brave right thing is to keep your head down and just get through it, but I don't know. And I, and I don't want to like I said, I don't want to act like I'm some stud who would have done something amazing. Dear Oracle, isn't the crisis at our border actually a border invasion? If so, couldn't us patriots take matters in our own hands and stop it? All right, we're going to talk about that. And who would win at Jeopardy? Me, Chris, or Michael? Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And just remember this. Just remember, I called it. Remember, remember when I said this? Maybe you're one of these people. Maybe you long for the days when we... Hold on. I, do, I should probably clarify. This is me from yesterday. This is me from yesterday, okay? And not only is this me from yesterday, it's a little long, but apparently people enjoyed it, so I'm going to play it for you again. Here it is. Weren't so divided. Maybe that's true. Maybe you, maybe you think, I wish this would end. I wish all this fighting would end. I wish we could come back together. May I just suggest this? Stop living in the past and start accepting reality. We talk all the time about how the communists live in this, this world that isn't reality. If you're wanting to heal a divide with these people, may I suggest, no, no, look, not trying to insult for once, may I suggest you're not living in reality. The reality is you now share a country with demons who believe children should be chopped up, and that's the ones they allow to live through birth. Why should I want to heal with someone who believes a 10-year-old boy should be allowed to chop his penis off by a doctor? Why should I want to heal a divide with that person? Just remember, these people, these people now run huge parts of our culture. We have to starve them of dollars, and we should divide ourselves from these people. The other big area is gender identity and expression. So doing all of this work uh, to ensure that our employees and cast can express their gender here authentically and proudly at the company. So, you know, coming up with guides on how to change your photo, information about pronouns, working with our benefits team to give information about gender affirmation procedures, both for our employees who are transitioning and trans, but also our employees who have kids who are transitioning. Disney provides benefits so 10-year-old boys can chop their penis off. That's real. Dear Oracle, isn't the crisis at the southern border actually an invasion? If so, couldn't us patriots take matters in our own hands and stop it? (sighs) Says I can use his name. His name is Carl. Listen, we still live in a country that has institutions that are at least viewed as legitimate. We can obviously argue how legitimate they are. But because we do live in a country, we have a country here the whole taking matters in your own hands thing, it just can't happen. 
All right. Or at least I should. It can't happen until the whole thing collapses. Look, once the government collapses, then it's game on. We already have people, armed men and women, whose job it is to protect the border, the Border Patrol. They're not allowed to do it. But if they're not allowing Border Patrol agents to do it, do you think they're going to allow you to do it? No. Keep your gun in your keep your gun in your gun safe and keep yourself out of prison. Wise one. If you were to play Jeopardy against Michael and Chris, which one would be a more formidable opponent? Is it a possibility they both could beat you? Okay, let's just get something out of the way right now. Neither of them would have a chance against me in Jeopardy. It's true, Michael. It's not a chance. Neither of them would have a chance. One, I'm actually good at Jeopardy. I'll sit down with Jeopardy and I'll kill it. And both of you two have to suck at Jeopardy. That's not fair, Michael. Michael just said I don't know anything from the past 20 years. Okay, so so if there are current pop culture stuff that may I may not do as well with that. I mean, there may be categories where I struggle a little bit. Okay, uh, yeah, all right, that's actually fair. That's actually fair. I guess I haven't watched recently. I don't know how much recent pop culture stuff is on there. I would probably struggle there. Um Otherwise, I would dominate those two. I'm pretty sure I would dominate. I, I don't know that they would actually get a single question before I would get one. What, Michael? Oh, sorry. You guys are stupid. To my favorite Cheddar Bay biscuit-loving anti-communist Shogun. I was listening to an episode of your show where you were lamenting having people come in and watch you record your radio show due to the fact you do not know how to dress. I, too, have trouble knowing what to wear in professional settings but years ago, I read an article that discussed how highly successful people often take their wardrobe off their minds by simply wearing the same thing every day. All right, now that's not exactly what I said. There's two parts to the people watching me thing. One, you know they built us this new fancy studio down here, and this the the the, the first and premier they partnered, and now we have our own place, and it's awesome, and we have cheese balls and every, all the necessary things. But there are a couple drawbacks. One. I do have the big piece of glass from my room into where Michael and Chris work so we can talk and they can give me hand signals and stuff like that. So that's good. But on the other side, there's this separate, there's another piece of glass with this separate sitting area that they have created so people can come into town and watch me do the radio show. Why would you want to watch me do the radio show? That's one. Two, they actually already have a camera installed in here. I'm looking at it right now where it's aimed at me and they want to i mean I'm they want to start filming the show live as I do it so instead of just listening people can watch me do the show while I do it i understand this is a big thing and i understand this is inevitable i mean these look the suits understand what they're doing business wise so if they say that people love it Clearly, people love it. Maybe that's good. So I get it. Look, I get it. I, I'm complaining because I don't want it to happen, but I know it's going to happen anyway. Look, I'm just a cog in the wheel like everyone else, right? I know it's going to happen. That camera's going to get turned on. But I can't dress very well. And I, it's just because I've never placed any kind of a priority on fashion. So uh, look, speaking to your uniform, if I have a air fingers, quote, nice event to go out to, I do. I have a uniform. I wear cowboy boots, jeans, a button-up shirt of some kind, and a sport coat, no tie. That's my that's my nice that's my nice looking outfit. And so I know because I don't have the ability to dress any other way, I'm just gonna go to my closet and I'm gonna get my jeans and cowboy boots and I have it figured out. My problem is 
I can't do that every day. Well, I take that back. I could. I'm not doing that every day. I'm going to put on my ratty t-shirt and you're going to have to sit there if you want to watch me do radio and you're going to watch me do radio in a ratty t-shirt or one of these dorky kind of kind of total middle-aged dad polo shirts like I have on right now. I absolutely look like I'm just going to go hit it, go play 18 holes as soon as I'm done, <laughs> as soon as I'm done with the show tonight. I can't help it. They're comfortable. And get this, this is how bad I am at fashion. The wife will go out and she'll buy me you know, six shirts or something like that. Maybe Old Navy's having a sale or something. She'll get me a bunch of different stuff and she'll see what I like. What I'll do is I'll throw out all the old stuff in my closet I don't use. We'll give it down to Goodwill or somebody. And then I'll find like one of those shirts she got me I like and I'll ignore all the others and just wear that one until it has holes in the armpits and everywhere else. And you think I'm joking. I'm not changing how I dress when that camera gets turned on. That is what it is. What it is. All right. Oh, wait. I never answered the guy's question about what would I do if I had a million dollars. All my answers are lame and old manish because I would absolutely invest in it or something like that. If it had to be something cool. And Michael said the cruise, the, 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 the cruise member, that's my dream. Michael, that would cost a lot more than a million dollars, buddy. If I had a million dollars, you know what I'd do? I'd rent or rent or charter a private jet somewhere. I've been on a private jet twice in my life. None of them I paid for. None of them were mine. Okay. It was one of those hitching a ride to a, to a thing. And you get on these private jets and you feel like a God. (laughs) All right. We have a bunch of emails. I didn't get to yet. And we only have one segment left. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to churn and burn through these last ones with emails. I didn't get to before I get to those. Let's talk about your allergies real quick. Are they bad? You know what the pollen count is right now in Houston? 9,000. The local weatherman said he'd never seen above 6,000 before. They're 9,000 right now. Everyone's sneezing and snotting and red eyes all over the place. Not me. Have you heard me sniffling? It's not a miracle. I have three Eden Pure Thunderstorms in my house. Three of them. I keep one where I sleep, one where my son sleep, one in the general living area. They are constantly cleaning out the living area. How many emails have I read for you from people? Oh, my wife cooks fish and I can't smell it. Oh, I can't smell the litter box. Remember Michael said I can't smell the puppy poop anymore. The things clean your air constantly. Go get a three-pack because they're $200 off right now. You can get a three-pack for under 200 bucks. You got to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's Jesse in the number three. That gets you $200 off. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. Jesse Kelly show final segment on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also a couple things for the weekend. One practice with your Mantis X system this weekend Two, tunnel to towers, $11 a month. That's what they're asking for. 
$11 a month. I've told you about their Do Good Village, where they're building a 110-home community in Lando Lakes, Florida. Families coming together, living together, healing together. $11 a month helps these Gold Star Widows get in there with their kids and start life over again. I, I think that's the least we can do. Go to t the number 2 T.org, 11 bucks a month. T2T.org, all right? All right, it's time. And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Emails! We didn't get to. If you could read, write, and understand an additional language, what would it be? Spanish. Well, a couple of things. Spanish because I'm in Texas and half the state's Mexican. And, and it's just, look, this morning, there's this amazing little Mexican bakery real close by where you get these uh, uh, breakfast tacos. And they got the little Mexican ladies in the back making fresh flour tortillas for every taco. It's just they're melting your mouth. No one in there speaks English. The menu ain't in English. No one speaks English. And and I joke about being able to obla. Like, I can half order food, count to 10, but it would be handy to actually speak Spanish. It, it just would. But German has always been such a cool language, I thought. It sounds so harsh. Everything is, da, ha. It's all, I, I've always, I like German people and the German heritage and history i understand there are some rocky moments but i i like i like the german people yeah there's there's a few rocky moments what is your exit plan of course with your family what is your exit plan with your family have you thought that far ahead my exit plan i'm assuming this is the plan to get out of what houston get out of what what is that supposed to mean start a new life somewhere look I'm not going anywhere. All right. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, if if the worst came to worse and the Chinese invade and the whole system collapsed, my folks have a place up in Montana with, with, with a nice spread and plenty of guns and ammo and some animals to shoot and eat. And I guess we can, the Kellys will have to go walk about up to Montana. But until then, I am where I am. Hey, Jesse, if the economy tanks so badly you need to start a garden, what veggies would you grow? If the economy tanks so badly that I have to start eating vegetables, I'll just starve to death. Dear Oracle, I reluctantly voted for Trump in 2016, but I voted boldly for him in 2020. I felt he was what America needed at the time. My thoughts at the moment are beginning to shift. I believe that when America voted for Obama a second time, it sets the wheels of extremes into motion. His radicalness really came out that second term. And fortunately, America counterpunched with Trump. Unfortunately, that was countered by, well, you know who. If Trump is on the ticket, I will vote for him. However, unlike 2016, I don't think Trump is what America needs as the craziness will continue. If I were going to the Colorado State Caucus this weekend and it was two years from now, I'd be banging the table hard for heavy D. I think he could bring our country back to some level of sanity. As of April 1st, 2022, who is your Republican nominee for president? Thank you for what you're doing. Says I can use his name. His name is Andrew. Andrew, I'm going to tell you the same thing now that I've told everyone who's asked me this, and it's going to consistently be my answer because I mean it. I am not loyal to any politician. Anyone. 
as far as their political office goes. Like Ted Cruz is a personal friend, so I'm just not going to bash him publicly. I have something if I have something to say to him, I'll say it privately. But as far as politicians and keeping them in power, I don't worship men. I'm not loyal to any of them. I voted for Donald Trump twice. The second time, I couldn't have been more enthusiastic because I thought he was an outstanding president. I, however, do not worship Donald Trump. I don't wear wear Donald Trump pajamas and wave Donald Trump pom-poms. I don't worship Heavy D. I don't worship men. I want to see which candidate is going to speak loudly about the issue I view as being the most dangerous issue in the United States of America today. And that is the weaponization of America's administrative state. From the FBI to the CIA, NSA, CDC, FDA, IRS, the three-letter agencies in this country of unelected bureaucrats are waging a war of terror against the American people. I want to hear who's going to give me a plan for draining that swamp I don't mean drain the swamp chance at rallies, and that's no shot at Trump. Give me the plan until I hear from someone that they intend to stop that. I'm not picking anybody. And I, and I mean that, I mean that because I love my country. If we don't stop this, these people will destroy our lives. We have to rein in the administrative state, period. I don't have a candidate. I want them all to get in the primary, every one of them, and I want them to have one big uncomfortable fight. That's what I want. I want competition. I want them to have to fundraise, get better, shake hands, kiss babies, get back on message, get in debating. I want all of them to get in and have a fight so then we can see. Wise, handsome one. My uncle served in South Korea. He told me when I was just a kid how he experienced the tunnels. He's talking about the tunnel rats. I am now 66. His point was they never figured out where the dirt went from the tunnels. My uncle took his own life. He was my hero. Told his wife he had to kill kids. Remember what I told you about earlier? It weighed on him. I love your show. Don't use my name. Remember what I said earlier? Um, these guys carry a burden. And a lot of these tunnel rats, because they fought because they had to fight a different kind of a way. They carry a different kind of a burden. It's just like I talked about earlier in the show. You can go download the podcast if you need it. It's one thing to see a friend die. That's obviously hard enough. It is quite another to knife a 15-year-old to death in the dark. That is not something a lot of people can come back from. All right? We don't need another country. We need to kick them out of ours. He's talking about the national divorce sentiment of mine. Of course, that sounds wonderful, and I tend to agree, but when they're in control of so much, that's not practical. You know what that sounds like? Whenever people say that to me, no, we're not giving up anything. They don't get anything. You sound like every friend I've ever had who went through a divorce. She's not getting the dog. She's not getting half my money. She can't have the pickup truck. No, she's taking half your money and the dog and probably the pickup truck too. You all sound the same at the beginning and then in the end it all turns out the same. If we want a legitimate national divorce, they're going to get stuff too. That sucks. If we didn't want that, we shouldn't have let them take over the culture. All right. With that, pick your chin up. Have a blast this weekend. Life is good. That's all. So right.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.